Digiday podcast. My name is Tim Peterson. I am the senior media editor at Digiday. And I'm Kaylee Barber, media editor at Digiday. All right. So, Kaylee, we got a special episode today. There's going to be a bunch of special episodes this week. And also, we are not alone. We are handing over the podcast this week to one of our colleagues. Kaylee, you want to introduce who we got? Yeah, so this week we are taking you to Cannes and we are uh, letting our colleague Michael Berge, who is the senior editor of Media Buying and Planning, take over the podcast. Um, Welcome, Michael. Hi, guys. It's great to be here and I'm very excited to be doing this. So, Michael, I think Kaylee got it right. I've always struggled in like, I think my most important question when it comes to this event is, what's the correct pronunciation? All right. Well, if you're French, you would say Cannes. But the rest of the industry outside of France says can, as in a can of tomato soup. Okay. And so that bilinguality uh, that Michael is sharing is why you can look forward to the episodes this week. So can hasn't happened for a few years, at least in person, first in-person one in a while. Obviously, a lot has transpired since the last one. But there's also a lot going on right now with respect to the advertising industry, to what extent it's recovered, to what extent it's heading into recession like the broader economy. Um, You'll be there. Also, our senior marketing reporter, Kamiko McCoy, will be on the ground reporting at Cannes. What are you expecting to be like the top topics of conversation or what's really going to dominate the coverage throughout the week on Digiday? Uh, well, I think we're going to definitely be addressing a lot of issues around e-commerce and the growth of e-commerce as a, a more important tool for marketers and how agencies are trying to wrap their arms around that. I think there's going to be a lot of discussion of how technology fits but doesn't get in the way of kind of successful marketing and, and media activations. Obviously, data is a kind of a constant theme as we faced, you know, the disappearing cookie and ways that advertisers can figure out what customers they want to go after that are not already loyal customers. Um, And then, of course, there's kind of the quote-unquote softer issues like uh, diversity and equity and inclusion that needs to remain kind of a forefront issue in this industry because I think the industry still feels justifiably that it hasn't gone far enough. And as Tim mentioned, this is the first time that we're going to be seeing people gathering in person at Cannes. I guess, are you hearing a lot of excitement about being in person or is there some hesitance around, you know, a big gathering of people? Obviously, travel restrictions have, you know, lightened quite a bit. The U.S. just, you know, stopped requiring 24-hour tests ahead of travel back to the U.S. But, you know, are people excited or do you feel like there's a little bit of hesitance around this event? So I, I last night as I was thinking about this, I tweeted out my feelings and tried to coin a new term, which is probably not a new term, but enthusiast. There's a lot of enthusiasm about getting together after, you know, two two years of not doing this in person. I think there was a virtual can last year, but not many people paid that much attention to it. So I think there's a lot of enthusiasm of the, of the idea of getting back together in this really beautiful setting. I mean, we're talking the Côte d'Azur, which is one of the like most gorgeous places on earth. Um, but I also think there's a little bit of angst, not only about kind of co- lingering COVID-19 issues, which is a serious issue, but also, you know, there's a war going on in Ukraine still that has affected Europe greatly, um, as well as the global economy. Fears of inflation have everybody a little bit spooked. 
there's, you know, kind of economic uh, worries as well. So I think it's going to be a bit tempered. Uh, the enthusiasm is going to be a little bit tempered, as I think both my colleagues, uh, Kamiko McCoy, who's going to be joining me, as well as my colleague Seb Joseph wrote about this week, that, you know, there's excitement about this, but it's also you're you're going in thinking, man, this is going to be a little bit different than what we've enjoyed in years past when we didn't have these issues hanging over our heads. All right. So, Michael, what are some trends that you'll be covering in this week's slew of podcast episodes? So I, I think a lot of the issues that are going to be coming up are, uh, you know, how agencies are transforming themselves in order to better serve clients but also understanding how those clients have to adapt to changing ways of marketing. Um, but I think we're also going to touch on issues about uh, data, e-commerce, uh, which is a growing part of, of the media business. Um, those are kind of the main issues that we're going to uh, address with, uh, with my podcast guest this week. But I also think that in our coverage, which my colleagues will be contributing to considerably, we'll be doing Q&As with uh, CMOs um, and writing a lot of stories about uh, kind of newer innovations that are happening in MarTech and AdTech. Cool. Awesome. And then I think we'll keep some of the guests for later in the week, something of a surprise because it's nice to have surprises in life, especially pleasant surprises, given that all the shocks Absolutely. of the past few years. But Michael, who's the first guest that you're going to be speaking with? Uh, my first guest is uh, Philippa Brown, who is the global CEO of PhD. PhD is a, a media agency that originated in Europe. Uh, it's part of the Omnicom Media Group. And Philippa is, uh, yeah, she's my first guest and she's going to be offering some insights on how Omnicom Media Group has changed and how PhD has adapted within that. Talk a little bit about clients, talk a little bit about um, how to deal with, you know, kind of recessionary environment. Uh, it's going to be a good, good way of getting things started. Awesome. Sounds like it. So we'll let you take it away, Michael. And um, yeah, here we go, Michael and Philippa. Philippa Brown, Global CEO of PhD. Great to have you here. How are you? I'm very good. And thank you for inviting me. It's great to be uh, here in Cannes. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. Uh, it's going to be a busy, busy and intense week. I think everybody seems really happy to uh, be able to get together in person again. But I think we're all going to be really exhausted by the end of this week. So I'm glad I get you <laughs> at the beginning of the week when our energies are still up. Um Let's kind of start a little bit with uh, your your tenure and role within Omnicom Media Group. You're currently global CEO of PhD. You've been in, within Omnicom for for 15 years now. What's you know what is, over those years? What is the biggest change that you've kind of experienced uh, within the media side of this business? Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. I was um, I joined. Omnicom uh, Media Group 15 years ago, in fact, to set up OMG UK, which was uh, a great, great challenge. Um, and I guess then we weren't, for example, talking about data and tech as much as we are now. Um, so that, of course, is has been a major change. Um, I think talent was always incredibly important to us even then, but I think the advancements we've made in terms of our talent development programs have just been incredible. And I'll talk a bit more about that later. And then again, you know, with clients, um, 
We always put clients at the heart of our business, but I think even more, rather than just talking about servicing our clients and understanding our clients' business, what we're really doing more about and talking more about now is how we can help them in their journey of transformation. And I think that has been the thing that I've really seen the language um, shift um, over those years. So it's evolved in many ways, um, but I think they're the main, main, main ones, really. It's interesting. I, th- I think clients do ask so much more of their media agencies than they ever did before. Um, I know this is a tough one to answer because, you know, agencies tend to be careful talking about clients. But um, h- how do you handle it when a client kind of wants more and more and you need to ensure that what you can deliver A, is within scope, and B, is able to be done? I think that's a really good question. I mean, um, we're very fortunate to have some really good clients that you have to, that, you know, we're happy to have those conversations right up front with because what I always say to clients is I don't want to promise something that then we can't deliver because that's not not any way we should go into a partnership. Um, So... Basically, we have to, you have to face into it. You have to say, right, if you want us to run all your e-commerce which is globally, which is a huge area, then clearly we need staff to do that and we need to be paid fairly. And I think that's the, that's the, the word fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we are very fortunate to have clients that we can go and have those honest conversations with. And, and say, look, this isn't in scope. We need to get some really top talent um, in here to drive and help your business performance and drive growth for your business. And for us to do that, we need to be paid fairly. And I think more and more clients nowadays realise that asking a lot of us and realise that we're not a charity, that we do, <laughs> you know, need, um, need to pay our people fairly and also have a return for our shareholders, like they have to have a return for their shareholders in their business. So, um, and I think clients are getting that. And with the support of groups like the WFA um, and the many reports that they produce, that's really helped us because the WFA obviously supports advertisers, but actually the reports that they produce actually help us as well. So very sensible, well-balanced reports. Mm. So, um, and they're industry reports. And I, I guess clients like to know that they are following the industry in terms of pay and things like that and not being the ones that have been caught out. So any report from the uh, WFA that supports fair pay for um, and return for agencies, I think is really good. Very interesting because it's it's funny. I would say it's a little bit different here in the United States, where um, though the U.S. agency world has the four A's, which very much advocates on their behalf. There's also the ANA, the Association of National Advertisers, which I think is kind of the American equivalent of WFA. And n- not to be judgmental or anything, but they they are definitely more pro client than they are kind of looking out for agencies. So interesting distinction there. Um, thanks for clarifying that. I'd love to ask you a little bit about kind of internal changes there too. Um, you obviously spent many years 
working uh, and reporting to Daryl Sim, who's now moved on to this kind of upper level job within Omnicom, the parent company. And you've got Florian Adamski now, who, uh, you know, they're, they're both really smart executives, but have very, very different styles. Uh, any thoughts on them? And I realize that's probably a question you need to answer carefully too, but would love to get your thoughts <laughs> on Flo versus Daryl. Oh gosh, well, they both are uh, exceptional. Um, and I've been so lucky um, to have Daryl as my boss and and now uh, reporting into to Flo. Um, Flo is a very, very bright bright guy. He's a digital native. He's come up um, from a strategic route. He's ran OMG Germany. Then he ran OMD. Um, he's very much in the detail, which is fantastic and incredibly supportive, as was, as was Daryl. Um, he's very much a, a roll up sleeves, uh, executive, uh, flow is, uh, which I appreciate. Um, and he's also incredibly future facing which again is really important and sets, sets, you know, a very clear vision uh, for us moving forward. So as did Daryl, it's just a slightly different style, really. Um, but I think their end goals are very similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being that he's a digital native um, and the the world, the media world has become kind of almost digitally native too, You've probably seen a lot of the change from, you know, starting from an analog world into this digital world. Is there any of the digital changes in the media world that you're most excited about or maybe that you grapple with the most? Curious about kind of that arc of change over the years. I think the the issue with digital um, has been... The whilst it's fantastic and we drive, uh, you know, obviously performance through it and it's all very measurable. Um, a couple of the watch outs are that um, you move too far into performance marketing and you forget about the brand, the strength of the brand. And that's what you'll see coming through in Can, I hope, is the brand hasn't gone anywhere. It still needs to have great ideas behind it. Um, it needs to capture the imagination of their con- of consumers and cut through. And sometimes I do worry that over the years we've gone to lower funnel performance and we've forgotten about the brand. So that's one big watch out that I would say. And it'll be really interesting as we go through the festival this week to see what work is winning. Um, and I'm guessing it won't be um, all performance driven. Um, it will be still big brand ideas with great creative, with great insights. Um, however, that said, performance marketing has, of course, and digital has a huge place uh, to play um, in the consumer journey, in delivering direct sales, et cetera, et cetera. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't ignore it. It's just more about the balance, I think, yeah. uh, that we've got to be careful about. I think the second thing on digital, which has really, um, I suppose, changed massively, is it is the complexity in things like reporting, because you can report everything. So I sometimes see clients wanting these reports, which are two hundred pages, you know, or, or dashboards going on for pages and pages, yeah. and you know, because it's 
because it's brought complexity to the world, I guess one of our roles now um, within a media agency is how do we simplify the complexity? And how do we, through all of this, drive two, three, four big insights for our clients or big learnings that they can take on to the next campaign rather than just chucking loads of information at our clients? And that, you know, that's quite difficult to do when you've got so much data and so much information. But I guess that's, you know, a massive change from when I first started in this industry. Um, And that's something that things like our data platform, Omni, um, and all our reporting tools have helped us deliver for our clients. Yeah, curation of these oceans of data is so essential because, yeah, you can have all the data in the world if you don't know how to read it and understand it and and divine from it what you need for yourself and for the clients. Uh, yeah, that can be problematic. Um, it, how, how can a media agency impact the brand side of the equation, given that you're, you're not often delving deeply into the creative side, but clearly media agencies have had much more inse- uh, influence in kind of the creative side than ever before. How do you do that? I think, I mean, I think we have. Um, we have definitely got more influence now. And I think it all comes down to uh, the old way, really, you know, in a sense, in the understanding your audience and their behaviours uh, right the way through the consumer journey. And, you know, for me, it's not... It's you know no longer about saying to the creative agency you want one message, one thirty second TV ad. It's a whole series of um, creative assets, um, messaging. You know, really following that consumer through their journey, and that's something that we can really help the creatives with. Um, and great, you know, great work in my in my view, is is work that does that, um, that really does understand um, the, you know, the the journey that the consumer is on, whatever that journey might be, and then delivering different messages in different formats on different channels uh, to and across that journey. And I think that's the most impactful. And that's where we can really help creatives. You know, it's not us pretending that we can come up with a, you know, a brilliant creative um, you know, idea necessarily, although we do um, as well. We we do generate lots of great ideas, I believe. Um, but that is much more their, their area. But mm. we can help them understand what they need from a creative asset perspective and how to talk to people at different, um, you know, parts of the uh, consumer journey. Okay. So here we are in lovely Cannes, and at last I checked, there is actually a large awards program going on with Cannes Lions. Uh, is PhD, uh, I presume you guys are entered in uh, several media um, lions, and uh, any, any ones that stand out to you? Yeah, so yes, we are we are entered um, into uh, the Cannes Lion. In fact, you might not know this, but last year we were named media network of the festival, PhD was, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, we weren't in Cannes to receive our... <laughs> a lot of people missed a lot of things last year. <laughs> yeah, I received it in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we've Congrats. got some... Um, 
<laughs> Thank you. We've got some uh, great work. Um, and what I'm really pleased about with the work that um, all the way from Volkswagen work to the Porsche work that we've entered, which is fantastic, immersive gallery, um, art gallery uh, work, right the way through to the work we've done on Guinness in Ireland, is that we've got a really great spread of work. It's not just one campaign that we've entered or we're from one country. There's a real spread um, of of work that we've entered this year. So I'm really fascinated to see how how we do um, at the festival this year. Obviously, I'll be uh, watching very carefully, um, but I'm really proud of the work we've entered this year. So fingers crossed. Got it. Um, well, hope hope you walk away with a with, with a few uh, media alliance. What else do you hope to walk away? from can with what what do you hope to learn is is there anything that you're you know besides just networking with a lot of people from all over the globe well actually um i was going to say as soon as you asked me that question the number one thing for me is actually to see people it is you know mm-hmm. there's some clients who are going to be there that i've only seen ever on a screen <laughs> Um, because they've even, you know, they started their jobs during the pandemic and uh, we haven't been able to meet up in person. So for me, that's one of the most exciting parts of the festival. And as I'm sure you can imagine, my diary is blocked full, which um, (laughs) is the same as I know with lots of my clients as well. I've been speaking to a lot of them, um, arranging stuff for this week. So just sitting with people in front of... um, in front of them and uh, chatting to them and, you know, getting to know them again, you know, personally is my number one, my number one. I think it's also going to be really interesting. We are, I, I don't know whether you're aware, but as you can, as you've heard most probably, we're actually for the first time doing an Omnicom uh, cabana and an Omnicom approach, which I think is great to be working and be close to the creative agencies and the PR agencies and the retail agencies and uh, the um, OPMG. Um, so I'm really looking forward to uh, the integration of us working as one Omnicom and speaking to clients as one Omnicom. So I think that's um, that's going to be fascinating because that's the first time we've ever done that. And then in terms of some of the programs that I've seen, obviously there's going to be a lot around Web 3.0, the metaverse, et cetera, et cetera. But so much has been written about that already. There's lots of things around influencers and content creators. And again, lots of things around there. But just looking at some of the, I don't know, um, sort of listening to some of the areas around talent and diversity and things like that, I'm looking forward to listening to some of the ways that people are coping with the talent shortage that's happening in the industry across the world um, and how we're going to continue to attract people um, to our industry um, because, you know, it's we're under a lot of competition at the moment um, to get those bright young uh, talent into advertising and make advertising as attractive as, as ever. So I'm definitely going to be hanging out in uh, and looking at lectures um, and talks that are around the talent and diversity area, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely its own area of conversation that I think everybody in the industry needs to pay more attention to. It's definitely an issue. Um, well, Philippa, I, um, unfortunately, we're, we're out of time, but I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me today. I wish you a great week here in Cannes and uh, 
till the next time we chat. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a great week. Thanks. And folks, uh, we'll have some other great guests later this week. So please keep uh, tuning in. Signing off for now, Michael Berge with Digiday.